her father dies and her stepmother might have killed him in this movie must die Welcome to This Movie Must Die. I'm Steven Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. On this episode of This Movie Must Die, two movies battle for our love, but only one will survive. Our winner since episode one has been Two in the Dark from 1936. Today's challenger is Shadow of Fear, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Before I Wake from 1955. It's our first British film and our newest film to date before the newest was from 1950. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on the British? I didn't hear one single British accent in the whole thing. Were you not listening to anybody besides uh, April? Probably. I've she, lost she only listens else. to April. That was everybody else. She just put her fingers in her ears. Oh, every, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know the police officer had kind of a, a required police officer accent. A required one? Yeah, it's like all the movies in this time period, the police officers always had to have this weird accent. I don't know why. Like like they were from Philadelphia? Sure, yeah. Or from Zimbabwe? No, from the North Pole. They sounded like Santa. Okay. okay. All I know is that I remember what the British did in 1776, and I have not forgiven them. What did they do? We got revenge with the whole tea thing. We did, but it's not good enough. I'm oh. not really uh, into tea anyway. Maybe we should make them watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you guys always manage to tell me what you think of it before it's time. Uh, our heroine is April, a British girl fresh from college in California. She's back to attend her father's funeral. The antagonist is Florence, April's stepmother. The love interest is Michael, a childhood friend of April's who is now a doctor. The father supposedly died in a boating accident, but April believes Florence murdered him. The plot has surprises, and we will be spoiling them. Aaron, what did you love about this movie? Oh, sorry. I just had to wake myself up to, um, <laughs> oh. to read this list for you. You know... My loves, it was a little hard to find, just like in real life. Um, <laughs> you still uh, haven't done it yet either, have you? No, I have. I have. And, and I'm very happy at Is least, you know, one or two days Love a week. Is hard to find. I think so. Yeah. If it is a song, you'll know it. And you've got a little jukebox yeah, up there in your I'm head. I'm searching my database in my head. You keep doing that. I'll make sure to sing a, a line or two by the end of the, the episode. You know, I love that the doctor who started out a little bit ugly, he did manage to get better looking throughout the movie, however that happened. So at least I didn't have to like look at his ugly mug through the whole entire thing. Uh, she, she was drooling by the end. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd trade up. I think he's dead. Wow. Uh, I can tell you. What I liked was the subtitles. For those of us, the people listening, I have a hearing issue and I have to have subtitles on through all movies, not just these terrible ones. And the subtitles were just off enough where some of it was actually funny. 
So, you know, if you're getting too bored, flip those on and so might she, help she, you get through it. She's so desperate to find things that she likes that she's commenting on the subtitles. Pretty much. <laughs> on Pretty the much. subtitles being bad. That's what she loves. Yeah. You know what? At, at some point, they just gave up and started putting question marks. They did. There were question marks yeah, that were pretty given. Bad. And, and they were pretty, it was pretty obvious what the characters were actually saying. And yet this person doing the subtitles could not figure it out. Mm. No, you know, other than, I don't know, Stephen, I, I, I really <laughs> couldn't figure out, you know, other than, you know, the fancy hospital gown at the end, you know, bringing that back, some little fashion to medical, that'd be good. But other than that, that is it. And, and that if you cannot sleep at night, this is the movie to watch. It'll doze right off. Or during the day. Or during the day. It's an equal opportunity sleeper. Yes. Well, I need to look up and find out if, what, what's his name? I've got his name written down here. Uh, the character's name is Michael Maxwell Reed. Need to find out if he had plastic surgery during the course of the movie. I do remember him getting better looking. I assumed it was just uh, the glasses coming off, maybe. It, he was they, like a hot librarian. Yeah, well, not just that, but at some point they kind of fixed his hair. Oh. A little bit too, you know. Um, I thought he slowly started becoming Elvis. Yes, I would agree with the Elvis hair. Yeah. I would. You know, and I'm just glad that there was some love interest for her because I'd hate for her to have to go through the whole movie you know, just depending on herself. Yeah, I, it's anyway. hard for me to believe that any pretty woman could go, what was it, what did this movie last, a week? Could go a week without somebody kissing her. Yes. That's impossible. Uh-uh. I'm pretty, and I go several weeks without anybody kissing me. If Please. that's the uh, excuse uh, you want to go with, okay? No, that's not true. I I read on the interwebs about what goes on in Stephen's apartment. Did you check on the Googles? I did. Don't look at so. gossip. Josh, what did you love about this movie? Well, before I tell you what I loved about it, I, I wanted to mention that on IMDb, there's a description of the film. There, there are three, and two of them are identical. So I assume that that one is the definitive one since it's on there twice. And it says, a woman travels to England to attend her parents, that's plural, parents' funeral, she is told by officials that they died of natural causes together. Oh my, I didn't even read that. I just looked at IMDb for the cast list. Holy crap. I, I thought maybe I watched the wrong movie. You should really read to the bottom of the article, Stephen. Uh, I guess no. I should. That is very interesting. And I think I will have to fix that. I, I, I just, I really think that people should watch the movie before they write the description. Oh, come on, Josh. People have limited time. Some of the people who contribute to IMDb are very old, and they don't need to spend their last years watching movies. Are they I like disagree. in their 50s? That's very Shut up. Old. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, um, uh, you could have put that among your loves, or would that be among your hates? That uh, the IMDb trivia, not the trivia page, the plot synopsis was incorrect. Yeah, I didn't want to cheat like Aaron and start uh, <laughs> pulling likes from things that are not even really connected to the I film had to itself. Do something. What was I going to do? <laughs> well, I managed to come up with three legitimate things well, to put there. Aren't you smart? So, anyway, I liked that 
April seemed genuinely shocked that her stepmother didn't want her to smoke in the house, you know, because of the climate on smoking uh, for the last 20 years or whatever. It seems bizarre that anyone would be shocked. What? I can't smoke in your house? And this is a sign that the woman is very controlling. (laughs) Yes, Smoking made her happy. It it clearly did. I'm going to start using that to get away. But it makes me happy. I enjoy it so. I want to (laughs) spend all of our money. It makes me happy. Did that work? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I, I also liked that her stepmother criticized her about the clothes that she was wearing when she came back. And I don't really understand what was wrong with what she was wearing. Was that too seductive? Was it not dark enough uh, for the funeral the next day? Or I'm not really sure where the criticism was there. She should have been wearing black. She should have been wearing black straight off the boat. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, she complains that she didn't have time to buy new clothes. Uh, the, The maid, for some reason, is... Elsie is criticizing her for her wardrobe, or at least she's looking down on her. Just, was it Elsie? I thought it was her stepmother who was it, criticizing it her. It was Elsie, and I thought to myself, where does the maid get off? <laughs> like, running her mouth about fashion choices. Did you see her outfit? Maids, how dare they? What the hell? Yeah, April, says, April says, I don't think Elsie approves of me, and Florence says, well, you know, your clothes... Uh, and April says, I didn't have time to buy new clothes for the funeral. Right. So Florence was criticizing her. She was saying that's why Elsie didn't approve because of her clothes. Oh, maybe Elsie could so go right. and get some clothes for her. She was criticizing her by proxy. The other thing I liked was that I learned the meaning of the word dipsomaniac, which I'd never heard before. Oh, interesting. I enjoy that word. And I'm going to go around calling people dipsomaniacs from now on. Dipsomaniac. That's directed at you, Stephen. Yes, that was the old word for alcoholic. And it's interesting that they use both words in the movie. The nurse is a little bit older and Florence is is a nurse. We haven't said that yet. And she uses the word dipsomaniac. I think she also uses the word alcoholic, but I believe that word alcoholic was just coming in around that time. Yeah, I like dipsomaniac better because when you say alcoholic, people know what you're talking about. And so you can get a slight little dig at somebody going (coughs) dipsomaniac and they're like, what? It also makes you sound like you're dippy to me. It's a strange word. And a maniac. So it's got a lot of uh, negative connotation. I think that's different. What's different? An animaniac. I didn't say an animaniac. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't, that's what I thought you said, animaniac. Wow. Did I say animaniac? I don't think I did. did. It's two against one. No, this is being recorded so we can play it back. And I I want all the listeners to write in the comment section uh, whether I said animaniac or maniac. Do you want to know? You said too? animaniac. You did. And nobody listens to this crap. <laughs> I don't I don't know who you think is going to write something is, in Is for this you. even being recorded? <laughs> We're just talking. You know, we love you, right, Stephen? Oh, you do? <laughs> no, but I want you to feel better about yourself. Yeah, Thank you did. So maniac. Well, you animaniac. He totally <laughs> said that too. I know. I, I was, I thought he was making some kind of reference to the show but i couldn't figure it out 
I thought he was going to throw in like a cartoon addiction and drinking. I thought he was going somewhere, but nope. <laughs> Just said maniac. He called someone a maniac. Is that all your loves? Yes. All my love has been depleted. You got that right. Okay. I'm very disappointed because I liked the movie. <gasps> Shadow of Fear. You know, I got to admit, Stephen, the, the title did give me hope. So maybe that's why when I watched it, it made me really sad. It's got I, a very Hitchcockian title. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too generic. Shadow of fear. What does that mean? How, how, do, how does your fear have a shadow? I think that makes sense. And I think the little blonde. Fear leaves a shadow. The, the April chick. She kind of has that Hitchcock like. You yeah, know, short blonde hair. hair went, yeah, the short blonde hair and little suits and the whole like, you know. And did you see her shadow? No, I had my eyes shut. I was afraid of it. <laughs> right. You were listening to her. She was the only one you were listening yeah. to. Anyway, sorry, Stephen. We talk, we're talking over your... Go, tell us about your love, Stephen. Yes, tell us. I like the movie, and I picked it due to mom's recommendation. So I guess we can blame our mother, Josh. Aaron, you can blame your mother-in-law for this film. We blame She's... her for everything else. We might as well. <laughs> She said it was good, and for me, she was right. For you two, she was wrong. But she wasn't recommending it to you two, so I guess I should have uh, looked into that further. But that was why I picked the film. Uh, what I loved, uh, the first third especially, I liked the movie all the way through, but the first third really drew me in. Each piece of new information got me more involved in the plot. Uh, the movie almost <laughs> lost <laughs> The, the movie almost lost me when we met Michael, and I'll talk about him later because he's on my hate list. Uh, in the end, I was happy with the movie, but the first third was especially engrossing. Number two, I like Jean Kent as Florence, the wicked stepmother. Uh, Kent made the murderess very credible. She's evil, but her good manners fool almost everybody. I thought she was her performance was very good. Uh, and I like the music by Leonard Salzetto. Uh, we hear a theme a couple of times. It sounds like bittersweet memories. It was nice and it, it fit the mood of the movie really well. So, Aaron, this should be easy for you. Your hates. Just do want to make the uh, comment. You said the movie was engrossing. You had the last part of that right. <laughs> It wasn't and, gross. You can't there was say blood it was gross. and guts everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. So first, let me say that you know, just like the heroin, April, it made me want to drink and smoke too, <laughs> because that's about what it took to uh, get through it. Ugh. This movie, Stephen, was totally predictable. I don't know why you thought the evidence was new. Because I think it was the same evidence that's been in 40 other movies, just like <laughs> this one, right? You know, the music, you um, pointed that out too, but it had to be there because I would not have thought anything was exciting unless it told me. It told <laughs> but, me. But even the music wasn't terribly convincing that it was exciting. It was just sort of exciting light. You know, you know, it was just a little too bland to even try to, you know, say it's like, you know, you sort of half sit up on the couch and say, yeah, it's it, it's exciting or something, you know. You know, what's also kind of funny are my notes themselves where I wrote my pen stopped, so it got tired, too. <laughs> yeah, the only one one teeny tiny moment 
where I thought maybe the doctor was in on it, but that only lasted 30 seconds. So it wasn't much of a cliffhanger there. Yeah, it was tedious and boring. And my loving husband kept snoring. <laughs> snoring? Yeah, he kept falling asleep. J- just for a second. I, 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 I was uh, paying attention. I kept, normally I let him sleep, but I kept waking him up because I thought if I have to watch this, so does he. Anyway, once again, Stephen, I had my hopes up and I was just grateful that the movie was only a little over an hour and not two, three hours long like movies are now. So once again, you have let us down. Mom let me down. Not me, but she let you two down. I'm, I still want to blame mom for this. Yeah, you it's know, like you. We have to be responsible for our own choices. <laughs> you cannot blame your mom for everything your whole life. It's time Did to you put get... on your big boy pants. Oh, I... Plate pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is that all your hates? Um, oh, I have... Many, many, many about, more hates. About this movie, about but, this movie. Oh. Yeah, about this movie. Well, you said I could only have a few, and I've had more than a few, so I'll, I'll pass the hate over to my husband. Give me okay. that hate. But the hate. Right. There you go. Time for you to hate, Josh. <laughs> my dream come true. From what you remember when you were awake. <laughs> I, I was. I didn't really miss anything. I just started to nod off, and she was like, hey, hey. slept for an hour and not missed anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're hurting my heart. <laughs> you hurt our eyes. <laughs> and our soul, if we had one. Oh, so I, I like that this movie, it, it's sort of a mystery, a murder mystery without the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, who killed him? We'll tell you right at the beginning and then we'll just watch it all play out. You know, it seems as if it was supposed to be a mystery, except they accidentally forgot to put in a mystery. Uh, they forgot to make the twist. I kept waiting for the twist thinking as the movie was progressing, I was thinking, well, surely it's not the, the stepmother because, you know, she didn't, you know, kill the parents because that's obviously too obvious. So what else could it be? And then the the longer it went on, I just thought it seemed more and more implausible that it wasn't her, but surely we wouldn't sit here, be watching the murder mystery and know exactly at the beginning that it's obvious. So I I'm guessing they were going a different way. Like it was supposed to be suspense, suspenseful to find out if the blonde was going to know, but it seemed she pretty much knew from the beginning. Maybe or it was if, a documentary. It was a docu. Oh, we had the movie wrong. Good job, babe. Figuring that out. Yeah. And they just happened to have the camera there while the, you know, the (laughs) woman's like, oh, no, the brakes are not working. I shall jump out of the car now and your door is locked. So you cannot. And I'm going to jump out of the car and still look okay when I go running up to the car later. (laughs) Well, now that you know it's a documentary, do you retroactively love it? Uh, No. (laughs) So I did not like i didn't buy that um april leaves for four years she she you know lives her her whole childhood up to adulthood in england and then goes away for four years and comes back with a completely convincible american accent i agree with that yeah i i found that a little silly and i i also uh and i think aaron touched on this earlier about there's just suddenly romance you know Boom. kind of like uh, what was the other one where it was like sorry about your horse oh, <laughs> that was the one where the house what was the name of that one? yeah you help yeah. us out here steven what was the name of that movie the se- no i'm sorry uh second woman 
second woman that's yeah. right or was it the second woman it was one of it was either the second woman or second woman oh my god because that would make a difference well it makes a difference whether you can find it on imdb <laughs> you have to have it exactly right it's true you put in second woman when it's the second woman and you you have to like scroll down 20 films because they'll give you um you know die hard that's probably closer than you know they should hire you to fix that you're a computer programmer they should hire me to fix everything just like I fixed you. Fixed you real good. Quit talking about that. Poor Steven. He doesn't even know what to say half the time. <laughs> I <just> don't. Like... <laughs> it's a good thing I don't have the video camera on me because my mouth is agape and it's probably uh, showing all the screens in my teeth right now. So yeah, I didn't like that there was just this romance crammed in that didn't need to be there. And suddenly Dr. Elvis has his tongue down her throat. And I, it really just in, in general, I didn't. I, I, I found the whole thing uh, very tedious. Like Aaron said, I, I started to doze off a couple times. There was just nothing driving you. You pretty much know. And I I just didn't care anymore. It was so slow, so slow that, yeah, throwing in romance and all the typical tropes isn't going to help. Baby, you got up in the middle and made a pot of coffee yeah. so that you could get through the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen, that's story. what you've done to your brother. <laughs> when you got up to make the coffee, that's when you missed the good parts. That's my theory. Except I paused it. Oh. There's this button on the remote control where you can pause it. Now, you can't do this at the movie theater, but fortunately, that's not where we saw this. Fortunately. So I know next you're going to tell me where you could only appreciate it at the theater. If we were at the theater, I'd disappear for about an hour getting popcorn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd come back, maybe. All right, more hate. So it's, it took a pot of coffee to get through an hour and 15 minutes of this. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> these movies are so short that I'm giving you. I, we do appreciate yes. that. Don't think that we don't, don't <laughs> appreciate that. That we, is we a do. joint love. That was the best thing that you do for us. <laughs> You know, and I just got to tell you, Josh and I look at that first. The very first thing we do is we look at the title and how long is it? Right, babe? Exactly. That's oh, true. True dear. story. Oh, dear. Well, Josh, how did you ever get through Gone with the Wind since you hated that too? God, I got through that twice. I have no idea. That shift just... must have been a hot that you were trying to impress. <laughs> it was just sheer will. She was that high. It wasn't me, people. I would never watch that crap no, movie. I, 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 I did watch it the second time with a female friend. Uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Which you would, I, I would accuse myself of that too, except for I was there. Well, there was no female around when you saw Lawrence of Arabia, another movie you hated. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I'm just a, a, a masochist. I, I, I torture myself for fun. I mean, I have told him, Stephen, halfway through a movie that he hates, you know, you don't have to finish it. And he's just determined, determined to finish some of these like 10 hour documentaries on a yes. train or something. I don't know. Yes, yes. You watch these movies and yet you, I don't know if I should use a foul language. You bitch and bitch and <gasps> <laughs> About what? these one hour movies. <laughs> What are those people called that would, you know, for religious purposes, just like uh, flail themselves and in, in, oh, a flat, flat, no, not a flatulist, flat. Fl flatulence. It's called flatulence. <laughs> no, no. I think it's a flatulist because you're 
Is that what it's called? Yeah. But let's let's confer uh, for the to the expert, Stephen. Stephen, I don't know anything. Flatulence, he says. No, I did not. <laughs> it's no, a flagellant. That's flagellant. what I said okay, too. Okay, so Aaron and... is correct. So I am a flagellant. All right, and I'm flagellant. Anyway, I'm definitely we... cutting this part out. <laughs> Good. This wasn't funny. <laughs> Why? We're hilarious. That hurts my feelings, Stephen. No, I'm, I agree with that. And I was right. And Josh admitted it, and we recorded it. That's why you need to cut it. I want it kept. <laughs> he just sits there. Steven's just like, yeah. why? He's, he's just... tuned out. You, you, you torture yourself with these films you hate, and uh-huh. then you complain about Hillbilly Blitzkrieg. <laughs> I was going to say, we should have been happy that this wasn't snuffy. Yeah, there was no Snuffy Smith in this movie. No deformed noses. But that's really like, you know, working for a, a, a terrible company. And then when you complain about the work environment, they just say, well, you're lucky to have a job at all. <laughs> it's, oh, my God, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just I'm at work. <laughs> well, you're lucky to have a job at all. My uh, work since memos out telling people that. <laughs> This podcast is not going to last very long, is it? Well, why don't you tell us <laughs> more? Better movies. That's that'll make it last longer. I think we're funny. Go ahead, babe. Did, was it you? No, or you are. You, I, I I love your conversation, but you you hate the movies and you hate me probably. I don't. I, don't I know, know if all this anonymous hate mail I've been getting is from you. Probably is. Well, that has nothing to do with the movies, though. There was one about deformed noses and and yeah. oh no no sweetie and... that was about yours yeah that's oh that was about my movies nose. okay okay <laughs> what else you got babe oh that's that's uh, it was Stephen's turn I think Stephen oh, was talking he was talking Stephen was talking yeah. oh sorry are you talking Steven. about your hate or had you gotten there yet I I haven't gotten there but I'll I'll get let's there get to now. your hate we want to uh, we want to know I can't remember am I supposed to hate the movie or this podcast I can't remember which one. I'm burning your soul, Stephen. Tell us about all of it. It'll set you free. All right. I hated Michael, played by Maxwell Reed. Uh, Nothing wrong with the performance, and I didn't find him particularly ugly or good-looking at the end, but the character was uh, so irritating. I especially hated when he took her mouth with his hand and and closed it so that (laughs) she couldn't talk. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, when he put the, the thermometer in her mouth. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be comic, but I thought that was really... He put the thermometer in her mouth, and then to, to shut her up, he closed her mouth with his one hand, and I I thought the whole scene between them was irritating. That's when the movie almost lost me, uh, because I really hated that scene. And I agree with Josh about hating the romance. It was completely perfunctory. It was not necessary. I didn't like it, didn't like him, uh, but luckily for me, he was not in there very much. The second thing I hated was the chirpy ending. Movies of this period have the worst habit of doing something that, that has weight to it. This woman has lost her mother and her father to a murderess who almost killed her. Yeah, that's serious business. And yet we end the movie with a a chirpy little exchange between her and the boyfriend that we don't care about. Mm -hmm. And and so many movies have 
this uh, flaw in it. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of uh, Dracula from 1931 and Frankenstein from 1931. They both have chirpy endings as if the audience can't stand all the horror and the death that's come before. Right. One nice thing about today's movies is they never have that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything, they go in the opposite direction too far they'll end a movie that was naturally progressing towards being happy and then they'll tack on some unhappy ending just to disturb you all the more and i don't like that either but at least today's movies don't have that chirpy ending and that's 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 what i hate and i'm I'm always grateful when when a movie of this period that's a crime movie does not have the chirpy ending. Uh, there are many, many examples of the movies that avoid it. Like uh, double indemnity is a really good example. Mm-hmm. I hated the 1961 TV edit. Uh, I don't know what the original was like, but the current one was very ugly. They had the words superimposed over some coarse material. It was really ugly. And this I material. Like- what are you talking about? The title sequence. Oh, yeah, th- yeah. So that's. Oh. Did, did you you watch the same one that we watched, right? Yes. yes. Where, yeah, it looked like the titles were were on a, a burlap sack. Yes, burlap sack. I couldn't I couldn't think of what that looked like. It would look like a burlap sack. <laughs> I, well, why the hell would they do this? And then I saw that the copyright was 1961 which meant that it was re-edited for television. So I, I really hated that, that ugly burlap sack. Yeah, I thought that was a bizarre choice. So do you know what, what the original title sequence was? No idea. No idea. Mm-hmm. The original title sequence would have had the original title, which was Before I Wake. Oh, like the novel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do but- you know, do they change it to Shadow of Fear to make it sound more Hitchcockian? Probably. A lot of times distributors just change the title because uh, they think they know better. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'd prefer Shadow of Fear because Before I Wake doesn't seem to summarize the film very well. And and e- even though I know you didn't like the title, Shadow of Fear is still, she's fearful and it's laying a shadow, you know, on on uh, uh, her actions. So I, I guess it's more accurate than Before I Wake. Stephen, can I ask a question? Yes, please. So... One thing I've noticed because, you know, um, I watch movies with Josh, even though I don't really know all the ins and outs of the different genres and stuff. There seems to be a shot that's consistent with a lot of these black and white movies where it's the villain and they're kind of dark and there's this bright light right over their eyes. Why is that? I mean, it seems to be like a almost a a trope if i'm using that word right and i to the point that even i noticed it and i'm not a that kind of an intense watcher when i'm watching a movie yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and i was thinking of dracula at that moment yes yes so what is what is up with that is that a art nouveau thing or whatever i don't think it's done for artistic reasons so much as just to just for effect to make it scarier for the audience okay it That's didn't seem feeling. scary, but okay. I, despite my lack of interest in the movie in general, I actually thought that effect worked in this film just like it did in, in Dracula. Not to compare in, in this Dracula, to, to it's Dracula. It's really stark. I mean, it, it yeah. practically smacks you in the face what it's doing because his eyes are really glowing in that one. But right. I didn't notice it this time, but 
I am remembering that there were times where she looked particularly sinister when the shot was just on her, Florence. Yeah, she was an interesting villain, I think, because to me, the idea that everybody thought she was great yeah. was kind of strange. I mean, I, it, there was nothing about her and how she played that character that would make me think that anybody would think she wasn't a little off. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah. you know, she wasn't. I hadn't thought about that, but I agree. Yeah. I mean, this whole town thinks she's great. And I'm like, are you watching the same person I'm watching? Because this chick is twitchy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. You know, I, I thought there, there was something in that, you know, when when she was holding um, April down and the doctor, uh, the old doctor, not Dr. Elvis, was giving her an injection that there's something in that that I think this film really could have played into that fear of nobody is listening to me. I'm trying to tell uh, what's going on. And it seemed like that's what they were trying to accomplish, but just seemed to fail except for in that scene. Oh, you did like that scene fairly well. Yeah. I thought that was good. And if they would have given that sort of emotion throughout, I think it would have been a lot more interesting, mm-hmm. you know, really driven home that feeling that, I, I something is going on and nobody is listening to me. I'm trying to tell people and they just think I'm crazy. Well, I think that the April, I, I think she tried, but it was the, the reactions of the people around her that just didn't fit. I mean, and they kept saying, oh, you're hysterical, you're hysterical and patting her on the head. But I think the emotion was there for her. It just wasn't being received in, in, in any way. That would make sense. I think that's why the townspeople liked Florence was because she was buttoned up. She did keep her emotions in check. And here comes this over emotional American girl, more or less. It is, it is obviously an American actress who plays the part. Mm -hmm. Um, She comes back home after four years and she's uh, making all these wild accusations and behaving in a very emotional way. And I think they just preferred someone who was, buttoned up and this evil evil woman knew that knew that all her life that if she kept her emotions hidden that she could get away with things like this god knows what she's been getting away with all her life did april not come back for her mother's funeral i missed that exchange right she didn't know until too late i think right he uh, because she hadn't been getting any correspondence until after the mother died and then who told her? I think she said her father told her. Her father told her that the mother had already died. And yeah, I, I do believe that he said that it was too late for her to come to the funeral. And he might have even discouraged her in, in a way by not writing any further. Or she thinks he hasn't written any further, but... Okay, I'm going to ask a question. And if yes. somebody ever listens to this, they're going to make fun of me for asking it. I'm already making fun of Are me. you already making fun in your head? Was international phone calls not a thing in the time period? They were, but they were incredibly expensive. Well, they're incredibly rich. Why wouldn't they have just, why wouldn't he have just talked to his daughter? I thought that was weird. Like they used, like nowadays they have to have the cell phone break or get lost or something like that to make the excuse that these people are isolated. And at this point in time, they were using letters to say, I didn't get the letter. 
but there yeah, was I mean, more available. They didn't bother weird. explaining it, but I could I could imagine that, you know, she's living on campus and I'm, it, it's not like now or well, not now, but I mean, really <laughs> <laughs> later when um, people would have phone jacks in their dorm room and they would have everybody has a phone. So I'm sure, you know, she'd have to go to the phone booth or whatever that would be nearest. And, and, the, and, you know, her stepmother could easily just say, oh, he's not here right now. Okay, I guess, you know, but somehow he got a letter out to her. I think she allowed that letter to get out to her. Right. I think Florence, the stepmother, allowed that letter to to get out to her. Mm hmm. Yeah, that seems weird to me, too. If she she found out her mother died and her and her father never even wrote to her about that, that would be extremely suspicious. Oh, you think so? I could see her letting that one letter go. Yeah. Oh, I did want to say something else about the TV edit. There's one plot thread that's missing and you might have been snoozing through this so maybe you didn't even notice but the stepmother brings up the subject of having a birthday party for april and nothing comes of it and i saw at least one maybe more uh awkward edits did you notice that where it seems like another scene's coming up yes and then it's cut off yeah i think that's the tv edits fault not the movie but that plot thread was was tied up in the original movie so it would have been nice to see it but this this is an extremely rare movie uh, and you both should have felt very privileged to watch it uh it, i don't think so it's available on, <laughs> on dvd or video or anything like that and it, it, i think it's only available on the in this one youtube video and if that ever disappears then we'll never get to watch this masterpiece again oh my god we will be the, the sole people to bring this forth through the world <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i did wonder about the birthday and then i totally forgot it until you brought it up i was like where is this birthday thing going why does she want to have this birthday party for her and then she's like we'll just have the birthday party after i kill her how about that well, i think as great as when she tied her to the to the <laughs> what is that the that's not the steering wheel. What is that called? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, like you have a boat. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, well, but- I, if I did have a boat, I would make sure to install a steering wheel. You, you couldn't afford a dinghy. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, oh, what's your language? Josh did afford a dinghy. <laughs> he is a dinghy. Anyway, I just thought that was so weird how she was like, oh, no one will notice she's tied to this and then I'm going to crash it. And then I also noticed when she well, magically let's, shook- let's, uh, let's make the audience clear on, on what's happening. Oh, yeah. Sorry, audience. Sorry, audience. <laughs> Florence ties April to, I don't know what it's called either. It's not the steering wheel. It's this. Oh, is it called on. a mast on a boat? On no, a boat the like mast. That? The mast holds the the sail. Oh, we're gonna feel so. Oh dumb. right, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Dingy. Yeah. Uh, let's edit that out in post. No, no, chipping. No, me. I'm going. I'm going to make our shame uh, available to the world. Why? Why can none of us remember what that thing is called? Because it's a. Because we're not rich enough for boats yet. I'm sure this podcast will change things for us. Yes, yes. And uh, watching Snuffy Smith will be all worth it after that happens. Come on, what is it? Pop had one of those in his house. I think you yes. might have still had that in your house. The the No. The, no? no? Oh, you got rid of it? I think it was. it's a something wheel, isn't it? It's a... Pinwheel. It's not a pinwheel. <laughs> pinwheel. But this anyway, is so shameful. This is so awful. Did you okay. also notice too, Stephen, when she shows up magically as being saved at the end? 
her hair is all still done well and she still looks pretty she's not looking like a drowned rat and all what they cut the part out where in the novel she stops at the beauty parlor on the oh. way there <laughs> that's another thing about these old movies is that they can never let the woman look the, the women go to bed with full makeup on yes uh they they go through these traumas and their hair is still perfect yeah that's uh that is not just from this time period though i mean we see that well into decades and decades later sometimes you now. still see it now yes oh really really but yeah that's definitely it. well into the 80s 90s oh, you still saw that yeah. a lot yeah i think you're right i think you're right uh yeah yeah, it's it's and it's probably is still true because the leading lady almost never wants to look bad. Mm-hmm. But I just I guess I thought they they kind of showed the the villain as being this you know cunning conniving scheming person, and then at the very end she like gets all sloppy with the the boat and the, the well yeah, we I have mean, we still haven't explained what what she oh. does oh i don't care about the audience <laughs> <sighs> clearly she, uh, florence ties the unconscious april to whatever that wheel thing is and people would still see that after the boat wrecks people would still see that she's tied to it well so my I, thought on that was that you know they said they found the boat or what was left of it so i thought well, maybe her thought process was it would smash it so completely yeah. that she would no longer be tied to that or the thing would be broken in so many pieces you couldn't tell it she was actually tied to something and not just tangled in some rope that right. was, happened to be in the debris. Are right. you going to figure out what that's called? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So my husband is going to look on his cell phone at the Googles <laughs> and try to figure out what that's called, the little steering wheel thing. And then he's going to tell us like that, he that actually knows. That is a lie. But he doesn't know, Stephen. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> I just can't believe that you would call it a steering wheel. But that's what you would call it in a speedboat, right? Would you? Was it a speedboat? It was going fast. <laughs> was it? Was it speeding? That's a different movie. Speed. We, we, next week is speed. Okay, what's it called? Uh, it's called a ship's wheel. Seriously? A ship's it's... wheel is a device used aboard a water vessel to change the vessel's course. It's called a ship's wheel. That is Just a wheel. Ship's wheel. Yeah. No. No wonder we couldn't come up with a name for it. Well, maybe when those were invented, people thought they should just call it what it is instead of coming up with some fancy marketing name for it. Well, I don't have a problem with that, but why do I? Why did all three of us remember that it had a more elaborate name? Well, we've all just watched this movie, so our brains are slightly asleep. You know, our listeners are going to drop out at this point. I just know it. <laughs> I think all this needs to be edited out. We're just babbling. Well, uh, oh, what, you think the whole show is terrible? No, 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 no. All this. No, no. I no, think I, I think mean, the show is great. I love. I, mean, I, I I'm loving this show. I there's all the parts where I was talking. Those are good. And then there was the parts where you were talking, babe. Those are good too. Oh, uh, he's mostly been editing you out of all the episodes. I don't have know if you, you seen? Them. No, what I've been doing is I've been uh, editing in laughter. Every time I insult you, I edit Josh's laughter after that. Mm -hmm. And every time I insult Josh, I edit your laughter after that so that I always look like I'm the witty one. And whenever you say something witty against me, cut. You, you put in uh, uh, 
Uh, crickets. I you put know, in crickets. A laugh track is not going to help this. <laughs> it, it's not going to do what you think. No, this, I, I was, just so you know, I was very, very happy with first episode. My editing for it's clunky, but I was very happy with the way it came off. I think the show's great. I hope you were fooled by my pretend remorse for making you feel bad watching these terrible movies because really it fills me with secret joy. It's not that secret. It's, it, <laughs> listening to you complain about Steffi Smith and, and dull movies. Uh, I, 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 I will try to get more aggressively bad movies if I have to get bad movies. You know, what I want to know is where do you find this crap? <laughs> like, like, you know, here I am going through life. I would have no clue that any of this stuff even exists. What's the internet equivalent of the $1 uh, bin? Yes, there we go. Yeah, it's I, I search through the $1 bin and I find something that I've never heard of. And in this in this case, it was mom who found it. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, we're gonna movie. have a little chat with her later. <laughs> Senility that explains it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I find them. Uh, our next movie, uh, which I'll get to, but our next movie is probably the, or no, definitely the best known of all the movies we've done so far. It's the only one I had heard of before I discovered it. Uh, so we will we will discuss that at the end. Whoa, 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 whoa! So you didn't hear of these? Before. No. Or no. what what have you been searching? I want to know so I can make it stop. No, you you know, you don't want to know what he searches for. Yeah. Uh sometimes when I search for naughty things, I get something oh, that's God. not naughty. I don't and... want to know. Oh, okay. See, I, I told you you didn't that know. I don't want to know. Well, I I don't know if you know, but Steven is an avid reader of uh Snuffy Smith porn. <laughs> Uh, I mean, fan fiction, fan Fan fiction. fiction. Yes. yes. Oh, oh. Does he go on one of those special search engines that don't track you? The the, uh, DuckDuckGo? Why do you know about that? Uh, I don't. (laughs) Steven told me about it. Steven told you? Yeah. He told me too. (laughs) Yeah, I'd never heard of these films. The, The first two movies that we covered in the episode one... I had I had just found one of them, and then I discovered that it had a remake, and I hadn't heard of either one of them. Uh, n- none of these movies are very well known among. I can see why classic movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm beginning to hate the 30s and the 40s. <laughs> well, don't judge the the 30s and the 40s by these movies nobody uh, knows about them nobody well, cares I, about them except wasn't for me. this one the 50s yeah this yes, one's actually yes, the 50s. 50s but i did have to go back and look at my ratings uh for 30s and 40s movies to remind myself that there were good movies being yes. made steven yes. is just choosing really bad ones for I, 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 us. i'm hoping to find gems among these and for me i have found gems uh this will be the third movie that I will have given a thumbs up to. No, no, I'm sorry, the fourth, because I gave thumbs up to both of the first two films. So this is the fourth movie. Aaron has not yet, and I I, I thought, where where your thumb's going to go This for this one? Oh, Uh, it's going to go someplace. (laughs) (laughs) I will will be sure to run away before you put it there. So your thumb has been down for all of them. And Josh's thumb up has only been for one of them. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I found four 
little gems. I, I know they're not classics. I know they're not great movies, but uh, I enjoyed four of the six. But uh, wouldn't you also give a thumbs up to Going Overboard starring Adam Sandler? Yes, that's the thing. My brain Your thumb is broken. <laughs> yeah, something's something's wrong with my brain. And I think the police are coming to get me. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> yeah. And they they're figured out you, you away. They figured out you like drive too. that alone. Why well, am I letting him pick the movies? Well, at I, least I can't we... comment on Drive. I have never seen that one. That's that's a good thing for your life. Okay. Nobody okay. wants to watch. I'm going to have crap. to talk to the police. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Where was it going? Oh yeah, something has happened to my brain because I used to be almost as picky as Josh is now about movies. Uh, I was picky back when he was watching all sorts of junk that he enjoyed at the time, <laughs> and does not enjoy now. I, I was I was very very picky, and sometimes I rewatch a film and end up rating it higher, maybe up to two or three stars higher than I rated it before. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I'm I'm very very open, and I'm very ashamed to say that going overboard with Adam Sandler is my favorite comedy. <laughs> Please tell the audience you're joking. I'm joking. I'm if, joking. If there even is an audience at this point, there yeah. isn't now. <laughs> I mean that that about took care of the one person who was listening to no, us. I, no, the thing is, I almost liked going overboard, and according to every review I've read anywhere on the internet going overboard is just the worst thing nobody sticks up for that movie and i thought why did i almost like it something has gone wrong with my brain i stopped hating movies yeah it's it's unbelievable even when i was young and not that picky it was still awful i thought it had a certain spirit i thought it had a certain spirit to it no nobody wants to see it except for me it had a spirit in the sense that it haunts you <laughs> you yes. wanted to die while you were watching it okay yes yes real quickly i will say that uh again the original title was before i wake it's the same title as the original novel by brett halliday he's best known for the series of uh, michael shane mysteries april is played by mona freeman popular in movies when she was a teenager and continued working in movies and TV as an adult, she's um, she's almost 30 here, and she's supposed to be playing someone who's 20 turning 21, and her stepmother is only five years older than her. So, Oh, my God. Hmm. That poor stepmom. Yeah. yeah. Looks like she's, like, in her 50s. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was makeup or what. She was the eighth mo- most popular British star in 1951 which was four years before the movie i'm talking about jean kent who played florence the evil stepmother maybe she had makeup that made her look older but there's only five years difference between the two yeah when when she first appears i thought well that can't be the stepmom she's too young and i thought well maybe the dad married a much younger woman but then when they showed her close up i thought oh okay she's older than i thought she was yeah, so maybe maybe it is the makeup. Yeah, maybe that suggests that it is the makeup. I expected someone who was young, uh, because this uh, plot is very similar to the one in Double Indemnity. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbara Barbara Stanwyck is uh, a nurse who gets rid of her competition and then ends up getting rid of her uh, husband. I'm taking notes. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, uh, and it was directed by Albert S. Rogel. I did, forgot to even look up what he's done beside this. And that's all the that's all the notes I have. I have a lot of other notes, but they uh, I I think anybody could look them up 
and of course they could look up everything we've said so yes no they could not look up some of the some of the really bright insights that we've come up with here we have bright insights yes yes we uh, the, we, we didn't know what a steering wheel was or whatever that <laughs> a ship's, ship's wheel. wheel a ship's wheel it's got to be called something besides that that's right. not what the google says we, we didn't know what a chippy monk was that's you my little chippy <laughs> monk oh so cute <laughs> that's from that's from the snuffy smith episode it yes. is so the people are learning a lot from this show. This this one, I I was going to make this the tightest episode we've done so far, and it's I think this is the loosest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just sort of meandered toward the end. I think it was fairly tight in the beginning, and then it just sort of uh, <laughs> fell apart. Hey, I asked a film question, so I did my part. No, you have you have to do that. You have to interject. You have to ask questions. Uh, it it makes the show better. And I think we're doing a good show. I, do I you? Don't... Yes, I do. Yes, so I you're do. not going to fire us? Well, I thought you were going to fire me after Hillbilly Blitzkrieg and um, uh, Prairie Moon. Oh, that's another thing I liked. There was no singing or yodeling in this movie. Yes. I knew there wouldn't be any yodeling in it. So I thought, well, they, they won't about this one, but they did. We'll find a reason. <laughs> Uh, my dream is to watch a movie that you suggest steven and just really really love it that's what i want and i actually had hope for this one mm, yeah, i did well, i had hope for the full monty i don't that was before me and i don't want to know those things you don't right steven i want to hear all about the full monty not the I, movie i want to hear about the full monty uh, I think that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's a different one. Okay. Different okay. audience, I think. But if if you guys are enjoying it and can tolerate an hour, an hour and 15 minutes of sheer torture, uh, I'm loving the way this is going. So We're supposed to I'm enjoy this? Yes, you're supposed to enjoy this. You're not supposed I, to enjoy the movies. I thought we were being punished. <laughs> hey you didn't let us vote we haven't voted right well, yet. are we gonna get to the end of this episode or what yeah we're, we better get to the end of this god knows how much i'm gonna have to chop out of this one <laughs> and it's my responsibility for keeping this ship ship shape and tight we are thumbing up or down i give it a thumbs up i give it a thumbs down big thumbs down big thumbs down okay yeah, so one. i think we know where we're going to go with the which will we pardon the challenger or will we pardon once again the champion the champion is two in the dark from 1936 and the challenger is the subject of today's episode shadow of fear 1955 which movie will you vote for which movie did you love do i have to pick from these two yeah 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 oh. that's that's all, that's all you get i'm sorry I guess I liked the the two in the dark one better, but that's like not saying much. I know. Yeah, I, I the the word love doesn't really apply, so I will just pardon uh, two in the dark. Okay, so you're gonna pardon two in the dark. I guess I might have voted for this one, but now you've um, now you've depressed me and and made me think that my my tastes are terrible. Well, you still got to have an official vote on the record, even if it's wrong. Okay, I, <laughs> I'll i vote for this one. I like this one a little bit better than Two in the Dark, which I also liked. 
So you want to kill two in the dark. That's what you're trying to say. I want to kill two in the dark. I've already tried to kill two in the dark. I tried to kill it with uh, the second woman, but you guys wouldn't let me. (gasps) Murderer. I feel like the fact that you and I keep choosing two in the dark is like picking C, 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 just like (laughs) on a scantron. You know, it's just like this is just the easy choice. (laughs) Well, every week, I think that this is the week that we're going to kill off uh, two in the dark. But every week we get another stinker. Yeah, and it's not like I'm trying to keep Two in the Dark alive. I'm picking things that look promising. Right, and it's certainly not that I love Two in the Dark so much that nothing could ever compare to it. <laughs> you did give it a thumbs up, the only one so far. So It was a fairly mild thumbs up, though, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, I know, I know. You've, uh, you've re-listened to the first episode, so you know how, how your original reaction was. All right. Okay, so that wraps it all up for this episode of this movie must die i am steven sperling my beautiful co-hosts are aaron paris and josh sperling uh please join us again for our next episode in which we'll be reviewing the terror of tiny town from 1938 until then enjoy the death of a moon i'm gonna have to write a uh, ending to this because i don't really have a good one oh. you could just stop Goodbye, Gypsomaniacs! (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Animaniacs!